Hi, I'm Nicola Cairncross and you're listening to the Money Gym podcast, where I interview successful entrepreneurs and investors and ask them if they could go back in time and give their younger selves one big tip about money, what would it be? I really hope you enjoy the show. A holiday-loving girl in a tough world, Irene Liddle has carved out a successful consultancy advising grizzled construction veterans how to run their businesses better, helping clients win prestigious awards, get featured on TV and grow from 5 to 85 million in just eight years. Irene Liddle is the owner of Building Top Companies. She started work in the building game at the age of six by helping out in her dad's joinery workshop. After becoming a mother at just 17, Irene then started a varied career path with a few different construction contractors. Now a marketing and business improvement specialist within the construction sector, Irene helps company owners build their company by attracting and retaining more clients, creating more profits and having a better future. Before moving to self-employment, Irene, in an eight-year period, contributed towards her last employer growing from a 5 million to an 85 million turnover business with 500 employees, increasing profitability year on year and being high on the Sunday Times Best Companies to Work For list. Recent results include clients' business improvement projects identifying £250,000 worth of savings, clients winning over £25 worth of work in an extra competitive market in the last 36 months, creating and implementing marketing plans that position clients as a sought-after expert in their specialism, and developing a client's business to win national business awards, including becoming Construction's SME of the Year. Passionate about business, Irene says she loves business in the same way a lot of her clients love their football team. Let's hear what she's got to say on the topic of money, shall we? To talk to me now, I know that you've always, um, you know, from that early start, I know that you've always been quite good with money, haven't you? Well, it's definitely an area probably has the, the most room for improvement in my life. Um, I'm certainly better th- than I was, um, but yeah, definitely um, a- an area for for improvement. For Is this me. money management we're yeah. talking about here? Well, I, th- I think. Um, it's money management and shifting the mindset of earning more than just enough. So maybe is that now that I've had this this call thinking about the parents thing, um, you know, have, having making just enough to maintain that you know I have a very nice life, um, as I've said to you. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, I de- you're definitely someone who I th- I think of as an extremely successful person. So when you're saying just enough, I think you're meaning more than most people would think of as just. Well, well, it, it always it always comes from your own perspective, doesn't it? Because it does. I'm, I'm sure there are many multi-millionaires who. <laughs> you know and, and in the same way as that you know other people would would look at the life that I have and and say oh well maybe maybe one day yeah I, I, I don't know but yeah I'm, I'm 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 good at making enough to um deliver the lifestyle that I have now um, what I'm shifting into more, again, because of my education and how I'm constantly learning from other entrepreneurs, is is that you know that has to change. I'm in my mid forties now. It's time. <laughs> it's time to really think about. You're gonna go for a big push, are you? Oh, definitely. Um, and it and it's already happening. As I say, I'm, I'm tripling yeah. my turnover this year from last year. So and and that will that will continue without a shadow of a doubt. And, and that's that's nice because you're doing it for fun and for the challenge and for the to see if you can. 
and for the growth and the learning. And, and you know, that's that's a great place to start from. It is a great place to start. And again, it's being clear about what it is that you want. So, so the vision that I have for my future isn't the life that I'm living now. Okay. Um, and it, needs, so it needs more of a step up financially to support it. It, it, it does. And I think a different way as well, because I've, I've never been in the position until now that's about to change. Um, but, you know, investing in a different way. Uh-huh. So, so at the, you know, a lot of my finances have gone to living my life. Now I'm thinking about, well, OK, so now I need to think about investing. In, in different things and a couple of books that I've read and I can recommend to absolutely everyone it's the richest man in Babylon uh-huh definitely and of course you know ye old favorite rich dad poor dad rich dad poor dad oh. such a life-changing book for so many people isn't it I've, I've, I've bought that book for so many people yeah um, <laughs> I, I, I buy books for people all the time and send yeah. them this whether <laughs> they like it or not have you read exactly have you read rich dad's guide to investment I, I have it. Oh, um, you must read this one. It's I awesome. I actually think it's one of the best books, apart from the first one, that he's ever done. And mm. and, and the first two thirds of it, although it's set in America, so it does talk about the American investing system quite a lot, it really makes you realise about the difference between naive and sophisticated investors. And then mm-hmm. the final third of the book is about how to build a business that other people would want to invest in. Definitely. So that's really pretty crucial mm. stuff as well. What what did you what do you like about Richest Man in Babylon? Because I remember that as a nice story, but I don't remember particularly getting any practical. Um... I can I can remember the the thing that I took most from there was the I think it was where I first heard about the saving the ten percent or putting oh, the ten yes. percent of what you yeah. earned um, to one side to do different things. Um, and, and it was a very easy. It was a very easy read because it was. A yeah, it's a nice story. Yeah, I, I'm really desperately trying to get my children to embrace that concept right now. Um, you know, a, a typical conversation with a 16 year old. Um, so what about this 10? Oh, I, I earned this much, Mum, because he's just got a job at a, a restaurant, local restaurant. I earned mm-hmm. this much the other night with including the tips. I said, so are you going to put 10 percent of that away then for your life cushion fund, as my daughter's calling it? Oh yeah, I'll do that after I've been to the board 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 riders festival i said no that's not the, that's not the way you do it now you're supposed to put the 10 percent away and then save for the board riders festival <laughs> not wait till you've done that bit and then start saving De- definitely but i can i can um definitely recommend to people if they aren't already that they get themselves set up with a, a cash flow yes and another tip that i got from you your good self um oh, the cash flow forecast yeah the, yeah we talk about that help, a lot helped immensely it, it took away the worry of yeah. um, the unknown and, and for me brought certainty of me realising the, the financial position, um, whether positive or maybe it's been a little bit of a scrape area of, of the, you know, the, the reality. It brought the reality there and that yeah. was great. I love it because it's so, so, I, it's I so visual. I that weekly now. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. That weekly. Yeah. yeah, we talk about that a lot on this podcast and um, the, the weekly cash flow forecast is what we're talking about here. And uh, Irene embraced that with open arms, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and one final thing on, on money um, is not undercharging for projects. And how do you, um, how do, you, you know, do that? Make, 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 making sure that, you know, you're charging enough for the project that you feel happy 
with because I, once again I know from experience that it's quite soul destroying for a period of time that feeling that that you're working for next to nothing or on a project um you know gladly I've gotten over that and how and how did you how did you did, was it just the experience of working when you know you've charged too little for the work and and getting to the point where you think I'm not doing that again was that what tipped you over into being able to charge more? It, 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 it was and I think it's it's so easy to 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 put a proposal in for a for a piece of work or whatever and and think oh my goodness that seems a lot <laughs> you know from your from your map yes, of the world and yeah. from your perspective um so you, you know you you shave a bit off and then you go to the clients and realize they don't blink an eyelid really yeah <laughs> so, oh, Right, I'll learn for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I often tell the story of when I, I rocked up to London to, to pitch for a, a gig that was the most expensive um, pitch I'd ever done so far. And um, and the clients bit my arm off and I found out afterwards they'd been paying twice as much for a quarter of the work previously. I think it's something that you, you, you need to go through yourself. <laughs> You've been listening to Nicola Cairncross on the Money Gym podcast. If you'd like to find out more about The Money Gym and how we can help you become more financially intelligent, just come on over to themoneygym.com. We'll see you over there.